Fed can just print more money out of thin air, but the government's always going to be in debt to the Fed. Always. Ladies and gentlemen, what is going on out there? Welcome back to another episode of Dangerous World Podcast. A fun topic today, if you mean like scary is fun, right? Um, and also, uh, I don't know, fun is a strange word when you talk about these kinds of things, right? Um, obviously, you know the the subject material of this episode as uh, hinted by the title of the episode. I'm going to talk about fluoride. And this is something that has been discussed like ad nauseum in this conspiracy world, right? Um, it's funny, I was actually talking, shout out to the Operation Red Pill dudes. I was talking with, uh, I guess my long lost brother, possibly, Christopher Dean, one of the hosts over there, him and Jason, right? Um, he's he's doing sim something similar, you know, not even like topic wise, but something that has been talked about constantly and trying to find fresh angles on it and trying to give out new information on these things. And it is tough. It's really tough to do it. But I found this incredible source on fluoride. And um, I'll actually tell the website here too. And I'll, I'll share the link. Um, I might really share the link with the Patreon people, to be honest, because I'm going to talk about it all here. Um, but a friend of the show, Colleen, who I shouted out, I think, recently as well, because, you know, again, nice, nice lady. Her and her husband, Virgil, are great. Um, she asked me a question about, and uh, it was it was you know who was uh, the the main Nazi scientist that you know introduced the idea of fluoride to weaken people and make them more submissive and all this stuff. It was from my MK Ultra book, and um, I couldn't find it for her. You know, I, I you know obviously you know anyone that is interested in that, you can go back and listen to that. But it's a five episode series, right? So it's not like you can just listen to one hour of content and find that information. It's literally like, it's, I think it's like seven or eight hours of shit. So it's quite a bit of stuff. I couldn't find it. But when I was looking for this information for her online, I came across this website, warriscrime.com, and they have a detailed timeline up until, I think, where did they end off here? 1992. So this is going to be a two-parter. Um, but they have a detailed timeline, and I'm going to cover all this information in this episode that I found here. I did research. I cross-checked. Some things in here are slightly inaccurate. Um, for example, they say somebody owns Alcoa, and they didn't own Alcoa, the aluminum company. They financed it. So, you know, mincing words here, but still, I want to be clear that, you know, you can go and you can read this timeline on here. But I'm actually going to give quite a bit more information than is uh, what's available in this timeline. So, again, we all know that fluoride's nasty. It's dangerous. It's carcinogenic. It's all the things. It, it, it calcifies your pineal gland. That's something that a lot of people say. That's supposedly true, but I, you know, I don't know how you prove that. Um, I buy it. It sounds like something that that they would want to do. A um, couple quick facts for you here. Uh, in 1955, Crest became the first fluoride toothpaste. Uh, fluoride calcifies the pineal gland, otherwise known as your third eye, which literally has rods and cones, just like your real eyes. This was interesting to me. Fluoride is so toxic that it's considered hazardous waste by the EPA. Hitler fluoridated water in the concentration camps to sedate the prisoners. Fluoride is the same ingredient in rat poison and Prozac healthy stuff and according to bill osmunson there's the same equivalence of fluoride in an eight ounce glass of fluoridated tap water as there is in a pea-sized amount of toothpaste um which is you know pretty interesting that that this this stuff is in our toothpaste and our water and as you'll see i mean this stuff causes your teeth to turn brown so you know they're putting this in toothpaste so that your teeth get brown and then you're like, oh, shit, I need to brush my teeth better. 
And then it's just like this never ending system of, of chasing after white teeth, right? And you're, you're actually ruining them by brushing your teeth. You know, I'm going to get a little gross here. Okay. My teeth are great. My teeth are really, really nice. Anyone that's seen my teeth will say, yeah, this dude's got some beautiful teeth. When I was in middle school, I essentially went a whole summer without brushing my teeth. Okay. Now I brush them twice a day with non-fluoridated toothpaste. I use a uh, hello. It's, I think it's called hello or something. You can find this stuff all over the place. But I, I mean, like I didn't brush my teeth. Like I said, for a quiet three months, that is right. I might've done it a couple times, but I mean, I, it, it's disgusting to think back to that, but you know, you're gross when you're going through puberty as a boy, my other boys, men out there now, uh, you know, you're pretty nasty when you're going through that stuff. Now I did use deodorant after someone told me that I stunk. So these are these things like as you're growing up, as you're becoming a man, you don't really realize what's going on. You don't realize the, the funk that comes from your body and you, uh, you know, you need to be told. So, um, you know, I think it was my, my dad actually that told me, he's like, you need to start using deodorant there, son. So, but yeah, I, I wanted to rattle off those facts there real quick. Um, as you guys know, I always like to do the plugs in the beginning. I'm going to run through these real quick. If you want to support the show, if you like what I'm doing here, if you like the uh, full versions of all these episodes, patreon.com slash dangerous world podcast. You guys know I do about an hour for free and everything else is behind a paywall. Unless it's a shorter episode, then we adjust those numbers a little bit um three dollars gets you all the audio okay five dollars is just there for people that want the extra content and some video content for like the news show and ten dollars is really for just people that just appreciate what i do I, i'm very open about that you don't get really anything extra other than when i get paid here for sure um I'm going to be sending out a lot of these soaps to the $10 people because you guys have done so much. And I know I've been saying that for a little while. I can't get into this uh, whole financial thing right now, but I'm getting a, a significant payday uh, coming up here soon. And that's when I'm going to have the money to ship all this, these free gifts out for you guys. You know what I mean? So obviously you guys give me $10 a month, but um, that stuff goes straight to bills. So yeah, it's going to be uh, something worth waiting for. Everyone that's bought the soaps, which is my segue into saying, check out Conspiracy Soap. Um, everyone that's bought these things loves them. They smell great. Four different scents right now. We're working on coming out with two or three more before the holidays. So stay tuned there. All natural stuff. Uh, I say it all the time. Kim's got real sensitive skin. She loves this stuff. She can use it. Like we have to buy special freaking uh, detergent so that this AIDS patient essentially can wear her clothes without breaking out in rashes. So yeah, that's what I'm dealing with, but she can use this soap. It's very gentle on your skin and it like deep cleans. So, and as you'll learn, it is very important to use good soap in this because towards the end of this, I will talk about some numbers. Uh, well, shoot, let's just get into it now really quick at the, uh, before I continue with the plug, since this kind of, you know, parlays really nicely with what I'm saying here and why you need to use good soap, good deodorant, which we don't make, but I will say there are companies out there that make quality, quality deodorant. I'm trying to find the numbers of how much chemicals get absorbed through your skin. It blew my freaking mind. Okay, so every time you take a shower or you swim, you'll be soaking in fluoride. Okay, now again, this, this pertains to what I'm talking about with the soap. Anything you're rubbing on your skin, is getting into your bloodstream and, and, and either attacking or aiding in your organs. Now, the percentage for skin absorption are as follows, according to this war's crime here. Scalp, 32%. So when you're using like nasty shampoo, 32% of that is absorbing into your freaking head, okay? Your ear, ear canal gets 46%. That's obviously very close to your brain. Your forehead, 36%. Uh, plant of foot, 13%, forearm, 9%, palm, 12%, and male scrotum, 100%, okay? 100% is absorbed through your scrotum. So if you're, if you're submerged in water, if you're washing yourself with water or you're washing yourself with nasty soap, 100%, because I hope you're washing your balls, 100% of that is getting right in there. Um, I don't know how they come up with those numbers, but that's according to a, a source that has a lot of accurate information here. So it's important to get good soap, even if it's not this stuff. Uh, I care about you guys. So you can do that. The links are in all the show notes. Uh, dangerousworldpodcast.com. All the merch. People always hype up the merch, and I really appreciate you guys for doing that. It's good stuff. I stand behind it. All designed by yours truly. 
and Pure Pet Wellness. That's always um, it's something that I really enjoy. Those guys make high quality CBD products sourced here in the United States. It's human grade. I actually rubbed some on my knees after my run this morning and um, it's good stuff. So go to Pure Pet Wellness. Again, their link will be in the show notes as well under my links and use promo code DWP for I believe 20% off. My dogs love to tincture when it's storming too, by the way. So check it out. It's really reasonably priced. And the guy is like-minded and um, like I said, it's it's cheap, for the, the especially for the quality. I mean, it's priced like it wouldn't be great stuff, but it absolutely is. The guy just cares about animals and cares about getting good products out to you and your family. So with that said, guys, those are the plugs. That's it. Um, let's get into this fluoride stuff, okay? Like I said, I want to do potentially two episodes on this because Kim was looking up some pretty cool information too and she might join me in the next one which some of you love some of you do not but um she she finds some good stuff she watches tv all day I mean this is the thing she watches tv all day while she's working okay constantly you know getting in kind of different kind of information she uh, tends to like these documentary type things and she came across this this family called the Salve family who owns this mother of darkness castle. That's like the slang term for it. Um, it's some French name or Belgium maybe because it is in Belgium, but they're heavily, heavily invested in fluoride, meaning that they want to make sure that fluoride stays in your water and your toothpaste. And you can see more about what I'm talking about here when I say they're invested in it. Um, they create products that have fluoride in it or they are invested in other products where a byproduct of creating said product creates sodium fluoride. Sodium fluoride is this dangerous stuff that we're talking about here. So this this family, the Solvay family, supposedly they have an LLC. And again, we're going to get into this next week. They have an LLC that is currently being sued for poisoning like dozens and dozens of products. If you know a firefighter that's gotten cancer, it's possibly allegedly because of the Salve family. So you know how you hear about these 13 bloodlines, right? The Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, the Astors, the Bundys, the Freemans, all these people. The Salves are kind of like that next level up where you don't hear these people's names. You also don't hear like the Belanovs name. So I might I might do like a two part on the Salves and the Belanovs in that episode because uh good buddy Shannon, friend of the show, I don't know if he still listens, but I still really uh, I miss you, buddy. You know what are you doing out there? But um, he sent me this thing about the Belanovs, and they seem like another one of these high-level families. There's, you know, Putin's been quoted talking about uh, Belanov. Trump's been quoted talking about Belanov. They all respect her and fear her. Uh, it's a strange, strange chick uh, that's kind of the head of this family, it seems. But the Salves, to get back to the story here, own one, if not the very largest, according to her research. This is not my words. This is, you know, what Kim's telling me. They own, like possibly the biggest international company out there and no one knows who they are no one even has heard i hadn't heard of the salves right you hear about like the pacers if you're kind of going deep on on these family bloodlines and whatnot but the salves man they they are extremely invested in fluoride and they want it out there they are you know as we go through think of the salves um, I think that the head of the family, the patriarch, if you will, is Ernest, if I'm not mistaken. Ernest or Edward, something like that. I'm not going to look him up right now. But strange dude. Supposedly, you hear the story of like Eyes Wide Shut is based off of the idea of these Rothschild parties. That's just misdirection, supposedly. Okay. Again, I'm using the word supposedly a lot here because I haven't looked into this myself. This is what I'm hearing. Uh Supposedly, it's based off of Salve parties. And they there's proof on this castle, the Mother of Darkness castle's grounds, that children have been murdered there. It's very difficult to know exactly when, okay? There's a lot of dark stuff in with them. They're demonic, if all of this is true. And they are, again, very, very interested in you consuming fluoride, keeping the slaves weak, keeping us questioning like what is our purpose here you know like when you make somebody weak like this a lot goes wrong mentally spiritually physically and you'll see it's not only the nazis that were using fluoride to weaken their prisoners it's the soviets it's apparently it's the americans right 
it's a lot of a lot of the west and a lot of the east use this stuff and it's it's really really crazy when you get into it but that's another thing to be on the lookout for if you're a listener of the show everybody it's the solve family we're going to do a, a pretty deep dive once i start researching this stuff we'll get a lot more information but for right now kim's just kind of you know paying attention to it in her free time and telling me what she's heard um she just started taking notes today so we're gonna we're gonna see where that goes it's gonna be wild though it's a it's i love that stuff i love these secret societies i love these uh you know influential people that we don't know about you know it's always the money it go the money if you follow the money you will see you know who who are doing these things to us and who's buying these favors and who's influencing these tests with their dollars right you're going to see here that, you know, the Dental Association of the United States and all these different groups, the AMA, there's contradicting information. And it's almost like someone is paying them to say a certain thing. So we'll get into that here. But this timeline starts in 1931, where fluoride is discovered to be the cause of dental fluorosis. OK, this is browning of teeth. Now, this is what Google has to say about dental fluorosis here. It says fluorosis is a condition that results in white or brown speckles on your teeth. It's caused by an overexposure to fluoride in the early years of life when your permanent teeth are actually developing. So this is why they give kids fluoride tablets and all these things. Um, if they can't use fluoride toothpaste, that is. Uh, continuing here, fluorosis is a cosmetic concern and isn't harmful to your health. Okay. Fluorosis is a cosmetic concern and isn't harmful to your health double speak it seems like right but there are treatments that can address the issue it's strange that it says isn't harmful even though it just says it's a cosmic a uh, cosmetic concern right weird weird wording there now continuing with 1931 and kind of progressing forward here there's something else that's very significant in the whole world of fluoride there's this massive aluminum company i think it's actually the biggest in the world by quite a bit and this is a company called Alcoa. Now, they, they trade on the stock market. It's massive, okay? Um, this guy that, that we're going to talk about here, this was the, the dude that I mentioned that uh, the article that I was going off of said that this guy, Andrew Mellon, was the owner. He did not found it. He... He, he funded it. So I don't know if it was a typo or a, you know confusion of some kind, but Andrew Mellon... Um, funds this this massive aluminum company and that's significant and you'll see why the guy that actually founds uh not funds but founds alcoa is charles martin hall and both these guys are based out of pittsburgh i wouldn't doubt that they went to the same school i didn't go that deep into it but you know that there's probably some connections there if uh mellon is just giving a bunch of money to start this company now andrew mellon makes his fortune by doing things like this by making and allowing companies to use his capital and he would use his political influence to you know make facts bend the truth and he makes these facts to kind of screw over the people it's at the detriment of you and me and benefit his friends in high places now this dirtbag was the secretary of treasury under coolidge and hoover the presidents right and he changed the way that taxes were done in this country back in the 20s which arguably right roaring 20s arguably you could make a case that this helped lead to the great depression okay but in relation to fluoride uh, the reason i bring that up is just because you can kind of see where he's at he's in high places of government but he uses his money to again accomplish certain goals and how he uh, relates to fluoride so much is since he was so tight with this new business partner of his right this hall character this guy starts you know a, a massive massive player in the aluminum industry and sodium fluoride is a huge toxic byproduct of aluminum production okay um supposedly you know we, we hear a lot about aluminum in all kinds of products too deodorant specifically and then in chemtrails they say that because of that there's fluoride in the chemtrail so you know not to get too dark here but it's all over the place even if you you know distill your water and all this stuff you're still breathing it in right and i'll get more into that here in a second but this uh this melon uses his resources to publish a heavily heavily skewed paper i mean they're not even talking about facts here this is snopes level deception back in this day um publishes this paper of this new fact 
that in fact if you if you could see me I hate when people do this, by the way, but use the air quotes. This is not a fact. This is a fact that is influenced by money. But this new fact that one part per million of fluoride actually fights tooth decay. It, it makes it so that, you know, your teeth are going to be perfect if you if you put one part per million of, uh, I, I might have said percent earlier, but one part per million of fluoride in water, in toothpaste, all this stuff. Now, it's weird to think that this thing that rots your teeth, okay, gives you dental fluorosis. It's strange to think that that can be spun into being the thing that keeps your teeth healthy. But this is what happens when you're rich, you're powerful, you can buy truth and you can create facts. That's what we see today so much. So this was this has been going on for forever, right? We see it, it's on social media more. These people back in the 20s and 30s had no fucking idea that this was what was going on. They hear a, a you know authoritative source say something, and they think, why would they lie to us? You know, they don't have proof like we do today. So it's sad. It really is sad to think back to these times when these people are just getting ran through the dirt and taken advantage of. And that's the, I mean, this is the era when when health really starts deteriorating, right? Like the Great Generation supposedly, which I'll get into them a little bit more. But this this stuff, like I mentioned earlier, this this uh, you know sodium fluoride is literally considered hazardous waste by the EPA. Um, EPA is the Environmental Protection Agency. So although they might be like kind of like some liberal kind of, I'm sure that they're leaning into green energy and climate change right now. They do have a legitimate like authority and knowledge of this stuff. So if they're saying that this is hazardous waste they're not they're not saying that you shouldn't use it by the way they're just saying this is hazardous waste you can consume it if you want just know that it's hazardous um i would listen i would listen to that i would say let's not drink or brush our teeth with hazardous waste now this is where the episode falls apart guys okay this is going to hurt me a little bit to say but i don't know i hope i'm not related to this dude but this andrew mellon guy again in, in politics um he did a lot of this behind, I don't know, if, again, great uncle, maybe, great, great, great uncle. Uh, H. Trendley Dean is the guy's name. And I doubt, like I said, I don't think I'm related to the guy. But, uh, I mean, I, you hear a lot of Deans, and really we're all related at the end of the day. So you'd think that, like, all of us Deans come from a certain place, right? I know people adopt the name and all these things. So we're going to say, that I'm not related to H. Trenley Dean. This guy was the first ever director of the National Institute of Dental Research, and this guy pioneers the water fluoridation studies, okay? This guy really pushes it out there. He's getting a lot of money from Mellon to push through this idea that fluoride is good for your teeth. He's a dentist. He's the head of dentists. He's not going to want people to have bad teeth. Well, it, they'd have to go to the dentist more if they had bad teeth right they, they don't want that they want people to have to stay away from the dentist even though that sounds kind of backwards right it seems like uh you know you want people to have problems with their teeth so that they got to come in there multiple times a year to get their teeth fixed come on people it's really really straightforward stuff now moving forward to 1940 okay we we're talking early 30s earlier Russian gulags start using fluoride. Gulag's a fun word to say, by the way. They start using fluoride to keep prisoners from resisting authority and weakens them physically, emotionally, probably spiritually as well. Um, and around this time, Germany becomes the largest producer of aluminum and therefore the largest producer of sodium fluoride. Okay, right around the same time, early 40s. Now in 1943, the American Medical Association, the AMA, states that all fluoride types are uh, or rather all fluorides are a type of protoplasmic poison now what's a protoplasmic poison that's a tongue twister right there it's a substance or material that kills living cells it does this by attaching itself to certain enzymes and it seems they were somewhat vague about all of this like okay how does it attach itself but just know it is a poison that attaches itself to your cells and um you know they do this they talk about how this is a poison a protoplasmic poison um they talk about this all while encouraging a fluoride experiment in none other than bartlett texas texas seems to be one of these grounds where they do a lot of things 
uh, all kinds of different social experiments, right? They do a lot in California. They do a lot in big cities. But Texas as a whole has always uh, kind of seen some weird stuff like this, kind of low-key experiments, right? So they're talking about how this is, uh, you know, this this fluoride, all types, by the way, if consumed or if breathed in in any way, will attach themselves to enzymes in your cells, and it's going to essentially kill these things, right? But we don't know for a fact, so let's test out in the people in Texas. And it took 10 years, but they gave the residents, without their knowledge, I'm sure, I can't confirm that, but I would not think that any, especially Texans, would say, yeah, go ahead and run an experiment on our drinking water, and you know we'll take one for the team, right? But again, this experiment takes 10 years, eight parts per million they put into their drinking water of fluoride eight parts per million eight times what the idea of like dangerous is eight parts per million of fluoride in their drinking water and this is just to see how it would affect their health and in 1953 10 years later they found that the death rate in bartlett texas was three times higher than the nearest town with only 0.4 percent or i'm sorry 0.4 parts per million of fluoride so I don't know what the difference between 0.4 to 8 is percentage-wise right off the top of my head, but it's quite a bit. I mean, it's a, you know, 20 times, we'll say, 16 times, something like that. It's significant, right? 0.4 versus 8 parts per million. And these people are dying at a 300% rate, right? Dying quicker, early deaths, right? Um, cancer, things like that. Uh Fluoride is very, very connected to cancer, as you'll see later. Now, again, I mentioned, if you're scared to drink the fluoride and you distill it, right, get all the fluoride out of your water, it's also in the air. I found this and it blew my mind. 25,000 tons of it get pumped into the atmosphere. Uh, and then this was found out in 1943. This happens, the, the 25,000 tons, again, tons, 25,000 tons, when you turn phosphate into superphosphate, and this is used for all kinds of like agriculture, soil, it's all about getting higher yields for plants because we're just used to, in the West especially, just seeing every single vegetable and fruit in the grocery store. So we got to make those things happen. And superphosphates make that possible. But when you create superphosphates, you get a shit ton of fluoride, 25,000 tons a year to be exact. And that number's probably gone up. This is back in the 40s, okay? Now, I think the type of fluoride that they're talking about here is acidulated phosphate fluoride, but don't quote me on that. I'm not, you know, believe it or not, I'm not a doctor or a scientist, and I don't pose as one like Bill Gates does. But there's three big categories of fluoride, several different like subsets. Um, so, you know, there's also an unrelated story of, of high amounts of lithium, too, um, being in the air specifically in California, but lithium makes you calm right it may it, they give it to people with like mental disorders like uh mania and, and bipolar disorder so lithium calming you down that's in the air this fluoride calming you down and giving you cancer that's in the air you know making you submissive all this stuff that's the goal you know i always think how are we as humans really like we've been so poisoned so much since birth for generations really that our real versions of ourselves that you know god or whatever you believe in I, I believe in god but whatever version of whatever created us however we were intended to be we are nowhere near that right now that's that's nowhere to be found like how would we be if we weren't just constantly poisoned it makes you wonder you know the idea that we were potentially able to communicate telepathically and do all this crazy stuff back in, you know, whatever freaking year. I don't know. Years kind of seem like a scam too. Who knows? Like if you really want to, you know, black pill yourself, it just gets worse and worse. But, you know, it, it, I don't know if you're following me on that, but it's just, you know, we're, we're not even the same as we should be. You know, our skin, the way that we feel. Like what if we went back like a couple hundred years ago and just couldn't even manage to live because of how the environment is we are constantly sick we constantly feel bad but it's just normal to us right i've heard stories of people getting like massive tumors taken out of their stomachs and they feel so much better but they never knew that that tumor was there in the first place because you get used to shit right the human body's an, an incredible thing and it's pretty interesting to think about that 
Like, what if we are just constantly sick? And what if we're we're slow and all these things just because we don't know what it's like to feel the way that we're supposed to feel because of all these sick people, like the people that I've mentioned so far. And we're going to mention quite a few more, but let's move on because I can just talk about that all day because it, it is something that I think about a lot. Um, we talked about 1943, the very next year in 1944, the city manager of Grand Rapids, Michigan, and this guy's name is Walter H. Sack. He's a sack of shit. Announces that uh, Michigan is uh, launching an exciting and widespread experiment on fluoride. I don't know how long, how loud he uh, announced this because I would. I mean, dude, any time someone messes with the water, I'd say no. Let's not do that. They, they, you know, obviously disguise this. Politicians are good at talking, and you know they make it seem like well, we're going to do an experiment. There's no risks, but the benefits could be wild. Um, I know that, like, I think it's the FDA or the EPA now. They say that fluoridating all of our water is like almost like a modern miracle that it's even possible that we that you know the government was able to do that they're really stroking themselves right and this this walter h sack character uses grand rapids michigan as the epicenter of this experiment on running fluoride in the water and now the american dental association starts kind of warning like do not do this on your start date like don't do not start this in 1944 they move it a year back after they can do some more research h trentley dean good old uncle dean uh supervised this entire thing until it was called off why texas why michigan right look at the quality of their water now too you know i i don't know exactly how texas is as a whole i would imagine it's rough but i mean you got flint michigan and this thing is making global headlines you could light the damn water on fire you know what's up with these places why, why are they testing in these different areas it seems like you can get kind of different effects um obviously there's the great lakes right there near michigan and you could potentially contaminate a lot of water um it's i swear man it, it seems sometimes like freaking demons or aliens run this country you know like it's it's people that don't want human beings to live you know, because you have to drink the fluoride at a certain point, right? Maybe fluoride doesn't affect these entities, whatever they are that run these these uh, that make these plans. But it's it's insane, and they're just, they don't want to look at it objectively. They want to sell their facts and they want to make money off of suffering, which is just nuts. You know, um, obviously no secret to to listeners of the show, but still, I can't get over what it is about those places that that like why do you choose to do an experiment in a certain spot? right especially if it's going to affect people and they had to have known right like we can't give them too much credit here and say well it was a legitimate experience uh, experiment and they had to choose a spot no they had to know that this was dangerous so i don't know maybe the idea of these places being more trusting of authority right kind of more conservative i know michigan's not so much like that anymore but texas for sure i mean trump's whole thing was law and order trust the government trust law um, you know, there's a lot of cops out there that are dirty. There's a lot of government officials out there that are dirty. I say law and order might need to get kind of, you know, sidestepped here for a second, but I'm not calling for anything, okay? So don't quote me on that. But I think that maybe that's what it is. Maybe it goes back to these smaller towns, these more simple folk, as they like to, you know, say. Maybe they trust authority more, and maybe they wouldn't push back. Maybe there's not as much uh, tree. Like, all, all you would have to say in Texas probably is like, hey, if you don't take fluoride in the water, you're gay. You know, uh, steers and queers from Texas drink the fluoride or you're gay, dude. Now, in other like, you know, more liberal areas, they might have people researching this stuff and saying, well, hey, let's not drink that. You know, the whole tree hugger crowd. Right. Um, sometimes tree huggers get things right, man. Sometimes they do. And maybe poisoning a fucking lake or a water source would be something that should be questioned a little bit or even just tampering with it. Like, let's not mess with the water. It's really hard to say, but if you look at these areas, you know, I think that there could be some more research that could be done. It's like, why, why experiment here? But I don't know. We'll move on here. 1944, we're still in. Um, there's this other guy here, um, a student named Oscar Ewing, or Ewing maybe. Um, Oscar Ewing, E-W-I-N-G, spelled like uh, Patrick Ewing, right? But Oscar Ewing, uh, gets onto the payroll of alcoa and i mentioned them earlier biggest aluminum manufacturer um he becomes an attorney for them 
makes three quarter million dollars a year back in this time. And according to the actual inflation calculator, I don't know how legit that is. It's probably higher, but that's $13 million a year to be making, right? Well, I'll, I'll call it 20 million though, because I'm sure that they're not like all the extra bills that we get, right? So this dude's making like $20 million a year as an attorney for Alcoa. That seems high. I mean, even today, that seems really, really high. And I don't know. What is up with the, like I said, what is up with this generation that's like in charge, like the alphas and the the parents? Back in 1944, so much shit went on. We call them the great generation, but these dudes were in love hand over fist with the government. They loved authority. They respected their oppressors so much, right? They were even softer than, than I think we are today. At least people are, are speaking up right the the toughness level is different the the chemicals in the body are different but these guys were mentally weak man and it's sad to say because you know obviously i had a grandpa that you know he's passed away now but i mean these guys like just uh, very very mentally weak and and yeah you know millennials and gen z have all their problems too but at least they question authority for the most part i mean from my experience at least the trends were different the great generation uh you know of the fucking boomers they led us the millennials the gen zers they lead us to where we are today and who's in government now it's the boomers right unfortunately there's still some great generation left there too but get out of here with their tough guy stuff you know they 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 really led us astray and they didn't stand up and question these things i don't know it's it's sad you know it really is sad when you look back and you see just again the worshiping of authority and oh there's a war i'm gonna sign up you know now i mean i don't think anyone in good faith can sign up for the military because we don't fucking trust our leaders back then was a different story you know you're gay if you don't want to go out and fight for your country and stuff like that so it's nuts Uh, sorry for the rants guys i just think that like some of the stuff is it it was really really mind-blowing to uh to read this stuff but anyway back to ewing he becomes this first federal security administrator that starts going hard i mean hard uh on promoting fluoride in water being influenced by dean uncle dean i should probably call him uncle trendly uh uncle dean doesn't sound right but yeah this this you know obviously he's not my uncle either but this h trendly dean guy um again if you forgot first ever kind of leader of the dentists right and you know this this ewing is heavily influenced by dean dean lives uh for a short amount of time when when they're working together uh ends up passing away obviously and uh very influenced by mellon post-mortem i mean you know these guys their work um and the the you know level of influence over some of the stuff that ewing is paid to promote really really kind of helps him um you know they they walked so that ewing could run we'll say that okay now, I got a fun fact for you here regarding Ewing, okay? His PR guy was none other than Edward Bernays, okay? Edward Bernays, the damn brainwashing mastermind himself, behind all kinds of things. This dude's, you know, kind of connected to Netflix even today, right? Bernays conducts a public relations campaign to promote fluorine, fluoride, ingestion by applying Freudian theory to induce public acceptance, Okay. Uh, it was one of Bernays' most successful campaigns, according to this this source here. Now, a gross simplification of Freudian theory is that humans' behaviors kind of created by their needs. Um, usually, it's negative, like you know, anxieties caused by uh, a chaotic external circumstance or circumstances. Um, but again, a, a very very overly simplified version is that humans' behavior is created by their needs. In this case. If you want to be healthy, you need fluoride in your water, and here are the reasons why. This is paid for by our financial partners, so you don't need to be suspicious. Just trust me. You know, I'm a doctor. Let's go. Like, you know, trust what I'm saying here. And up to this point, despite the constant push from propaganda artists and government, you know, working in tandem here, the American Dental Association apparently, you know, kind of flip flops on this a little bit. They won't get fully on board with fluoride now i don't know if there was like some warring factions within the american dental association or not because you'll hear they're they're with it and then they're not with it and then they're with it again 
I don't know if they're trying to build trust and they're trying to like, you know, divide that line of like, yeah, we want people to trust us, but we also don't want to piss off daddy. We don't want to piss off the people giving us money. Um, they say it's not clear, the, the American Dental Association that is, it's not clear that it's safe to have as little as one to three parts per million of fluoride in the water and that the risks far outweigh the benefits. They're seeing this at this point before the 50s even come around, right? Unfortunately, a lot of deaths have already happened due to fluoride, cancer, all kinds of different types of cancer and all kinds of different health complications, teeth rotting out of the people's heads and stuff like this. But these experiments continue. They extend far on, you know, decades and decades into the future, despite the questions by actual experts that seem like if nothing else, they want to be trusted, right? If nothing else, they don't want to get arrested for putting out bad information. We can say that they want to do good. But I think that at the end of the day, what this comes down to is obviously money. And the experts aren't being trusted here. The ones that are saying, you know, let's not do this. The ones that are going against the grain, they're not trusted. The one, the experts that are putting out that message, hey, they're fine to say whatever they want. Now, one of the next experiments that goes on is in New York. This is Newborough, I think. Um, and they introduce fluoride to their drinking water. And as a result, this is horrible, the rate of bone defects in children doubles within a few years, uh, you know, when you, when you compare it to neighboring cities like uh, Kingston, which was one that was nearby this new borough, or maybe it's Newburgh, um, you know, these old spellings. I was just not good at the old spellings, but um, isn't that, isn't that wild? You know, just a, a simple thing, one to three parts per million of fluoride introduced into drinking water in a specific area is going to like really, really damage bones, right? What do they call it? Osteoporosis and all kinds of things like that. Um, again, not a doctor, haven't even played one. But before the 50s even roll around, these experiments are being done all around the world. The Soviets, like I mentioned, using fluoride in their, in their uh, prisons to weaken the inmates. A pretty wild showing of fluoride dangers is that um, this, this other experiment here in England, where three groups of boys were studied, two had no fluoride, uh, fluoride, fluorine in their water, and the third group had only one part per million in their town's water. So the low end of the spectrum here of what is considered safe. The non-fluoride groups had bone defects and spinal irregularities from about uh, you know 20%, like at a 20% little clip there, the non-fluoridated groups had some spinal irregularities. 20%. It's going to happen, right? All kinds of different health defects are going to happen. Keep that number in mind, 20% for the non-fluoridated uh, people. The 1%, uh, I'm sorry, the one part per million group had 64% spinal defects, not just irregularities. Okay, 64% defects versus 20% irregularities actually like ruined spines right and that goes back to my thing like the the thing i was saying earlier about you know how are we supposed to feel what if all of our spines are like really jacked up and not how they're supposed to be you hear about how, how people complain about back problems knee problems all these things obviously it's probably caused by inflammation but all the inflammation is is you know introduced to us through these government programs and through these government experiments so again, I really don't think that we, as humans, even if you're healthy, you've never felt what it, what it's like to be truly healthy, right? Not saying I have either. I'm not like talking down to you, but it, it, that to me is truly insane. A, a, a good majority of this one part per million group of, of boys had 64% spinal defects, Right. So what if me, if I was alive somehow in like, you know, the, um, what do they call that? The multiverse, right? If there's a version of me alive in the 1800s, right? 1890, something like that. Before all this stuff really gets starting push, the fluoride and all these different poisons in our food. What if I go back there and just feel a thousand percent different? I'm living with a spinal defect, but it's just become normal for everybody even the doctors start seeing this stuff as normal like oh no everyone's spines like that the, again the facts change all these things all these facts change i think you know I, I this you also see this with cell phones i think too we're going to 
we don't know what it's like to have a cell phone constantly at your side or you know in your pocket for 10 or 20 years straight almost 24 hours a day we really don't know what the effects of that are but again maybe 80 100 years from now you know having fucking you know all kinds of like misshapen bodies and all kinds of things like that maybe that's going to be normal because of the radiation that we're taking in and i'm going to get into this later fluorine and fluoride actually really help you absorb radiation at a high high rate so i mean this is some kind of sick evil master plan here i think to just really keep people sick which is you know we've talked about it many times but again guys like i mentioned fluoride's been talked about a lot but i just saw so much here and we're not even done we're like halfway done uh with my notes that i'm going through there's a lot and i think that fluoride really starts a lot of this stuff there's probably something else probably something deeper than this but i hear it talked about and i hear how like yeah it poisons people it's horrible for you it kills it causes cancer here's a timeline again so we're going to continue here now, as i've probably mentioned you know once or twice here already there's an increase this entire time of coercion by governments all around the world not just you know the west as i said the health authorities um there's this there's this push to accept fluoride you know people are reluctant to do it the people in the know um in high places of power but they continue to kind of get brainwashed into pushing this stuff and they continue to hide the effects saying that the benefits far outweigh the risks which is total bs it's inversion at its finest there and they even when it's far here as to say that there's a connection to less cancer and polio in higher fluoridated areas right again at least in the case of cancer the opposite is true here i don't know if there's a correlation whatsoever with polio but that was something that people were afraid of back then so they say well no no there's not gonna be any cancer there's not gonna be any polio it's a utopia this is a perfect perfect way to get all you unhealthy people healthy again right now by 1952 the proof is there for anyone that's actually paying attention that fluoride causes cancer in the towns with fluoridated water cancer rises it climbs exponentially in most cases and it's at this point that the american dental association now actually starts telling dentists through their own journal hey don't talk about fluoride it's a touchy subject it's like politics and religion don't talk about fluoride okay um, don't give your personal opinions on this stuff. Just, you know, say, ah, I haven't really done the research myself. That's what, I mean, essentially what they're telling them to do or say, yeah, I don't really talk about it much. You know, it's like, what? How are you gonna, how are you gonna do that if you're like, you know, sincerely trying to help your patients? It's a fucking paycheck to a lot of these people. That's what's really sad, right? Whether Whether it's nurses, doctors, dentists, all these things, there are people out there that are saying like, you know i got into this because it's a good paycheck and there's people that are out there saying that they got into it to help people it's just hard because you never know right and we see this dating all the way back to the freaking 50s and obviously well before that um but yeah i can't, I can't stress that enough there's always people that that look out for your best interest um i don't know it, it is tough you see this in government too right you see people making it seem like they're looking out for your best interest or is this kind of just meant to to raise concern or that idea that that some people have talked about where they have to tell us what they're doing and they have to tell us of the concerns and the fears i don't know it could really be either one but in the case here when we're talking about government there's this seemingly benevolent figure dr a l maller m-a-l-l-r um and this guy's the chairman of the special committee of chemicals and foods and he raises the concern to congress and uh, that that farmers should not give pregnant pigs water with fluoride because it quote does something to the baby pigs right i forget the name for like a fetal pig it's not a piglet I, it's like i forget what they call it but it does something to these pigs when they're uh in utero i think is the proper term uh but that's a very vague term right it does something it sounds like you got like some douchebag like uh you know just some guy that's like hey it's doing something there that's not a very specific thing to say so i i looked on google of all places um what does fluoride do to pigs right and it comes back with this it says uh these are a few quotes of what fluoride does to animals fluorine poisoning is uncommon in swine but may occur on heavily contaminated pastures 
in acute cases of poisoning, diarrhea, lameness, and nervous signs may be seen. In chronic cases, however, lameness might be the only symptom. Okay? Now, lameness is not, uh, you know, just pigs not being cool, right? What a, <laughs> like, uh, when they use lameness in this way, it's talking about basically um, not being able to do a job properly or work properly because of injury. Um, obviously, some laziness can be involved there, but mostly it has something to do with being not able to work properly because of injury or some kind of condition, right? So yeah, it's not uh, it's not like there was cool pigs out there and then there were some that suffered from lameness like they were just losers. Um, now, another thing that I found here, Mouth or teeth cleaning products with fluoride present a danger to pets, especially dogs. Sodium fluoride, that stuff that's in your toothpaste, at a dosage of 5 to 10 milligrams per kilogram. That's another way to say parts per million, milligrams per kilogram. 5 to 10 ppm can be fatal to a dog, and uh, toxic effects can occur in less than one part per million. Now, fluoride's absorbed quickly uh, within 90 minutes. So if a dog of yours eats a tube of toothpaste, it's pretty much going to die, okay? Um, mouth or teeth cleaning products with fluoride present danger to pets, especially dogs. Sodium fluoride at a dosage of 5 to 10 milligrams per kilogram can be fatal, and toxic effects can occur with less than 1 milligram per kilogram. So it's basically repeating itself there. I'm not sure why. That That is insane that this stuff will kill a dog, but your kid can drink it your kid can brush your teeth with it you can brush your teeth with it you can drink it but it'll kill a dog and don't give me this chocolate bullshit don't say that well chocolate you can eat chocolate and it's actually good for you if it's pure but a dog can't i had a dog when i was a kid that ate maybe five pounds of chocolate uh these cho remember those chocolate coins wrapped in foil this dude ate this shit when he was like two years old this dog lived to be 12 years old it's the longest freaking old dog that i've had is what rat terrier okay this guy's a rat terrier eats this you know five pounds like uh, essentially a quarter of his body weight maybe in chocolate i mean he was he was not feeling good for a couple days but i i don't think i would feel good as a you know 200 pound man I don't think I would feel good eating five fucking pounds of chocolate, but this tiny little, you know, 20 pound dog eats that much chocolate and lives essentially what is equivalent of being like an 80 or 90 year old man in dog years. I mean, chocolate is a lot different. For some reason, I think some dogs may have effects to it, but dude, fluoride, I mean, this is a poison, right? Chocolate is not a poison, so it's it's different. Uh, when you talk about chocolate and fluoride, I could just hear someone that's trying to push back, be like, well, chocolate, chocolate, no. Yeah, chocolate and fluoride uh fluoride will kill you with much less uh potency than uh than chocolate would now anyway getting back to what i was saying uh this a l Mahler. um i might have referred to her as a he because uh apparently i'm sexist and just assumed that all these doctors in this era were dudes but this this lady Mahler, brings these concerns to congress and she's met with the response from a dr porterfield quote there's more money available for matters that have economic value than there is for health okay so that's a good uh good representation of the west right now in the united states as a whole it's better and you're gonna get more grants if you're gonna help the economy or help us make more money than if you're gonna make people healthier right we don't want healthy people it's it's a shame that uh that somebody would actually be able to say that with a straight face but the information keeps coming out um, up until, uh, you know, we're at 1954 now on this timeline, a supposable uh, credible study, supposed credible study, rather, is released linking fluoride to cancer in mice. OK, so now there's more and more proof coming out about this cancer connection with fluoride. And get this, the same year that an old IG Farben chemist, C.E. Perkins, OK, now under the allied control, remember this, right? At this time, you know, IG Farben supposedly dissolved, but it's not. They just rebranded. Um, Perkins admits that fluoride has been traditionally used to administer to people so they are submissive to authority. Let me repeat that. An old Nazi chemist, going by the name C.E. Perkins here, he's now working for the Allies, right? IG Farben's been, no, it's no more. Although the people are still alive and they're just working for different companies. So IG Farben's still around. This guy Perkins says 
that fluoride has traditionally been used to administer to people so that they're submissive to authority. It makes you not care. It makes you not have any balls, almost like a chemical castration component here now, right? So not only is it making you sick, not only is it making you weak, it's cutting off your balls, guys. Like that's what this stuff does. Now in 1955, as I mentioned, Crest becomes the first fluoride toothpaste after learning this information and nine out of 10 dentists recommend it, okay? By 1957, it's 100% undeniable that fluoride is good for your teeth and your health. So isn't that crazy? Just over a few years, like a decade, essentially, it goes from, man, this stuff's really sketchy. Even some government officials that are getting bribed heavily are saying like, I can't get on board yet. But in 57, again, with bought and purchased facts, this stuff is now good for you. Um, really, really scary to think that. Now, listen to this too. Uh, you know, fluorine, which is uh, an organic version of fluoride, it's used for insulation, okay? Necessary to, um, you know, it can be used for, for uh, insulation, but it's also a necessary component to produce nuclear material. I'm not sure exactly what, uh, what nuclear material is, but I Googled it, and here's a fun little Google quote. Fluorine, like Teflon, another wildly dangerous chemical that we use in our cookware all the time, right? Non-stick. Uh, fluorine is used to make plastics, and it's also important for dental health. Does that sentence make any sense to you at all? That fluorine is used to make plastics, and it's also good for your teeth. I mean, what are we talking about here? It's all out there, and it was all out there for older generations, Right? that are long gone now but or most of them are gone now i should say but this was just okay i mean you know this is what sports are for guys it's so that you don't pay attention to this and i'm not sitting here saying that you shouldn't be a sports fan i love you know my sports uh not so much sports one sport but you know you need a distraction but at a certain point you have to understand like what you're fucking putting in your body and more importantly your kids bodies man this is so sad. Even reading that online, everyone should hear that and think, well, shit, I wouldn't want to eat plastic. Although, you know, the liberals now, it seems like they're fine with eating anything that the government tells them because it's like cool to like the government, right? Um, it is absolutely crazy. I think now that I'm actually saying this out loud, I think that's what the hippie movement was all about, was to create parents that were so anti-government and so anti the system that they would have kids and naturally as kids and rebellious kids right like like we all were at some point um you want to go against your parents you want to go against your parents that grew up and kind of still have those ideologies ingrained in them that the government's shady right well when those kids grow up and they rebel they want to be the opposite of their parents you're going to have an entire generation of people that want to follow the government that's a genius idea i mean they're really they're, they're playing the long game here but uh, yeah, one other thing that I found uh, underneath that little, uh, you know, clip of or text rather saying that it's, you know, fluorine is used for plastics and uh, teeth health. It says it can also blind you if uh, exposed to it. So I, I would say that fluoride is also damaging your eyes as well. We think it's the phones and all the blue lights. It might have something to do with it, but it's definitely uh, fluoride as well. And again, this stuff's in chemtrails. So it just more and more information here. Now, uh, 1959, I think we're in right now, it's revealed that the presence of fluoride in the human body allows it to absorb radioactive materials faster, okay? There's this report to the Atomic Energy Commission's Division of Biology and Medicine, and this is a, a report called The Metabolism of Alkaline Earth Metals by Bone, written by F.W. Lengman, um, don't need to spell his name out. It's quite long. But yeah, Langman. And this guy was a, a professor of chemistry at the University of Tennessee. So he's educated on stuff like this. Whether he's telling the truth or not, I mean, that's up for, for people to decide. I'm not reading the paper. I told you the name of the paper, The Metabolism of Alkaline Earth Metals by Bone, uh, F.W. Langman. You'll be able to see that. But, um, you know, the guy's putting out information there that that is pretty scary. And he's talking about things like when you have these these you know strange substances in your body stillborn stillbirth rates are going to jump something crazy like around 150 percent they said um 
deformed, retarded babies. They're jumping up not as high as the stillbirths, which is, you know, sad, obviously. You know, uh, deformity is, is not as bad as death, I think. But if you were never born in the first place, I don't know. That's where things get shady with, uh, you know, religion and stuff like that. But you start to see more more politicians speaking out about this because you're seeing just the the pushback of academia and people you know that are paying attention outside of the government right which is you know it's a rarity we don't really see that anymore we see you know academia really falling in line with what the government's pushing and it makes again creating these facts so easy but yeah just the idea of 150 percent raise in stillborn births all because of fluoride right it's nuts it really is nuts now moving forward to the 70s we're going to skip forward because the 60s is just more of this stuff more experiments in cities where you know there's not any evidence saying that fluoride should even be consumed at all right again if you can't do 0.4 uh 0.4 parts per million you probably can't even do any like i know that they really want to get it in there even if it's 0.001 we need it in there but i would say let's just go ahead and forget about the fluoride at that point right so that's essentially what's all going throughout the 60s there's a couple significant things again you can check out the article uh if you want to read every single detail of this but again jumping forward to the 70s germany of all places bans water fluoridation and uh in 1970. Well, guys, that does it for the first free hour. Head over to patreon.com slash dangerous world podcast. If you want to get a little more information on this fluoride deep dive, I was uh, kind of going down the rabbit hole of and more coming next week. So stay tuned and thanks so much for the support, guys. Take care.